This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to another edition of The Broadcast. I'm Vicky Barcelona, and with me as always is ooh, Sarah. Oh, hey. Sarah, what's our contact info? Well, we have an Instagram. It's The Broadcast 999. You can call or text us at 253-778-6029, or you can email us at thebroadcast999 at gmail.com. We did get a message. Ooh. Uh, it's from Adam and Everett. What's up, Adam? <laughs> And uh, we were talking last time about, like, if we could get, like, a new car and, like, all the bells and whistles we would get. We, yeah. We, we, we are not super fancy. Uh, <laughs> we well, were... I mean, backup uh, cam and heated seats pretty much, I think, but, covered it. Yeah. that's. <clears throat> I feel like eventually it's going to become standard. Oh, At least sure. backup cameras are. And so Adam says, car talk is my favorite kind of talk. Haha. <laughs> heated seats can be cloth because we were talking about how we both wanted oh. heated seats. But leather, like I have a car with heated seats, but it's a leather. And it's not fun yeah. in the summer because your legs stick to it. Oh, yeah. Those thighs get sticky. So we weren't sure if they came in cloth ones or not. But apparently they can be, but not ventilated seats. So heated steering wheels are amazing, though. I never really thought of that, a heated steering wheel. Yeah, no, I don't know why you why that's it's, necessary. I guess if you live somewhere <laughs> where it snows and your car's frozen all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's super cold. But like, if you're other ha- than that. I hate driving with gloves on in the winter. Oh, I never do. Yeah, I just, I, I feel like I'm not getting the right, even if I have like uh, ones with grips, I don't feel like I'm getting enough traction. Oh. So I always take my gloves off and then drive. Like when, like when it's frozen, I should say. Like when it's cold enough to where the steering wheel is nice and cold. So what's the, the difference whole. between ventilated seats and w- the seats don't ventilate? Is that what he's saying? I guess, but I feel like you, you can send us a message and let us know more information because he likes car talk. Um, he says, though, moon roofs aren't glass, but panoramic sunroofs are huge. Hope that helps. So, yeah, let oh, us know about that's the. what you want. Yeah. I, I mean, if I was going to go an extra above, I would love like a big, big, I guess, a panoramic sunroof. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be freaking awesome. Well, yeah, you used to have a convertible, so yeah, you but, like being able to see. Well, it was fun when I had a convertible, and I was a nanny at the time, and so I'm like, you guys, you want to get in the Transformers car? And they would lose their minds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I used to think it was so cool, too. And then, what was it? My little brother, we were in my mom's car, and she's got the big panoramic uh, sunroof, if you will, and he thought it was the coolest thing ever, like when yeah. he saw it move. So I think it's, it's just fun. Who doesn't love that kind of stuff? I know I used to love and always wanted a convertible, but then I realized, like, it, it's just so much wind. 
Like, and I have so much hair. It just like, it seems fun. It seems like you're cool. Your roof's off. You can say what up to everybody next to you, like in traffic. And, and I'm uh, like, this is just a mess. My hair's getting all up in my lip gloss. Don't look cute anymore. This wind is too much. So this is okay. The, the misconceptions of like having a convertible. That was one of them. You think, oh, it's going to be amazing, but your hair is flying all over the place. So really, everyone calls it an old person car, and I realize it's just for cruising around. Like, if you have a, like, cool, like, small town or something and has a lot of shops or just driving around, it's really nice, and you're not going super fast, yeah, it's pretty awesome. However, when it's summer and it's nice out, you're like, let's put the convertible top down. Uh-uh, because you get sunburned like crazy. It gets oh. super hot, uncomfortable, you're just sitting there boiling. You think it's a good idea. Like, it's fine when you're moving. You get that nice wind going. It's super loud, though. That's, oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. The noise mm -hmm. and the sun is still hitting you, even if you're going yeah. fast. Yeah. So I feel like if I if I lived in a small town where I didn't have to go very fast very often and didn't, you know, commute, I, it wouldn't be too bad. I don't think I'm ever going to do a convertible again, especially in Washington. Yeah. It's just not a few months to actually really use it. And that's why I like the idea of like the panoramic moon or sunroof, just because you still get that vibe, like you get all the sunshine sometimes, but and you can feel like you kind of are outside while in a car. I don't know. It just it looks cool, <laughs> but you don't have to commit to a convertible, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You don't get all the wind and all that noise. <laughs> you can still be cold if you wanted. I know. I've been really thinking of getting a new car I'm just I'm not ready I don't want a car payment yet and I want to save up a good amount of money before I get another one and I yeah, definitely well, want yours is still pretty like new isn't it it's a 2007 I'm so, like what year are we in <laughs> 2021 <laughs> so it is it's about like yeah 15 ish not not quite, quite. <laughs> yeah but it still like works fine right yeah, let's see three four so we are at uh, 11 years 12 years oh. i mean there's a few things that are like okay it's just when is this gonna stop working oh like you're just kind of waiting for it right to break down because it's okay not to get too annoying or venting in about my car but i'm gonna uh i there's an oil leak problem in my car right and i've gone in to get oh. it diagnosed and it costs like 150 dollars to get it diagnosed and i've had it diagnosed multiple times they're like yeah we can fix it but it's going to cost a crap ton more money. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm not ready for it. And then whenever I am ready for it, they have to re-diagnose it again. I'm like, oh, oh so I, it's like another 150 bucks. I'm like, I'm not, no. Like, now that I'm ready, I'm not, I don't want to pay another $150. And Is so it I, like, it, once it's fixed, though, it's fixed for I, good? I don't know. And the thing is, though, I have a buddy who is a who does mechanic work. Okay. And he couldn't find the leak. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, you, you do it on the side. It's not like you're a real mechanic. So I took it to... One of my dad's best friends, who that is his job. He is a mechanic. Okay. And he actually works at a place. He Like, he has his own business. Okay. So I take it. It's just kind of far to get to him is all. Um, I take it to him. And, like, he fixed some other problems. Like, I think there was another leak somewhere that he managed to fix. But he's like, I looked everywhere and I could not find this leak. So Who said you had a leak in the first place? The, the auto dealership. Because I take okay. it to get my oil changed there. And so he's you, like, I couldn't find this. Do you think they leak. were screwing with you? No. What somebody pointed out, because apparently this is a common issue with the type of car I have, mm -hmm. is that um, it might it might register that my gas cap is off, and it might think that that's a, a, a the leak. 
that oh. the, the, like the computer ship or whatever is in it is confused and thinks that's the leak. It's just so you my, might not actually have a leak. Like, do I you might notice not, that oil is coming out of your car like when it's parked? Not really. But I mean, when I do try to pay attention to it, I haven't really noticed it. So maybe you just don't have a leak and they were just misdiagnosing it. I, I think so too. But I don't have to pay $150 for them to go in and try to find it. So it's one of those like... I'm just going to risk it. <laughs> well, if you trust your dad's friend who yeah. is like a legit mechanic, then I would trust him. Right. And so it's one of those, like, you kind of get the whole, like, not guilt trip, but they're like, so we did the oil change and we found that these things need to be addressed right away. Oh, for sure, and it's dude. Like, it's like... I feel so much pressure going to... Right. Like, my new thing is saying, oh, no, I have an appointment next week at mm-hmm. the dealership. That's what I say now. Because they're like, <laughs> oh, really? And I'm like, and they're like... Well, we do it cheaper here. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm gonna, I have an appointment already. Like, sorry. Mm-hmm. I just want my freaking oil change. I just tell them, like, I'm broke right now. I can't. Sorry. I have to come back. I can't like, afford oh, it. Oh, well, I can give you a discount and I can give you this much off and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, and yeah, like, but no. like $1,000 is still $1,000. $1,000 is not a lot of money to have, but it's a lot of money to spend. Yeah. When you're expecting to pay like 40 bucks on an oil change. Right. And then like I go through the dealership because I get the little punch cards. That's why I Is like that going for like there. Is that like a free car wash or something? No, free, they do a free car wash anyways and free vacuum. Except my car was a mess, so it's like don't bother vacuuming because I have little brother toys and food and socks everywhere. Oh, I'd be like, please vacuum. <laughs> no, I'm like, don't, don't, don't go in there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You have to sit into my car. <laughs> um, it's just, it's just shenanigans. So I, I kind of half expect like this car to either last forever or break down tomorrow. Oh, you know? yeah. So I would just wait until it either happens. And if it right. breaks down, then you can have an excuse to get a new car. But if yours is still running and like two people that you trust have not found whatever dealership you went to or wherever said that you had a leak, like mm-hmm. I wouldn't worry about it. I just, I, there, so sometimes like that is in the back of my head. I'm like, eventually I want a new car. I have to pay off some other stuff. That's kind of why like, I, I like doing the OnlyFans one to just have extra money, but also kind of get ahead of the game, like savings-wise or paying off stuff-wise. Yeah. So there's a few things I need to do and pay off to do what I want to do down the line. Um, and I have a decent amount saved, but then I'll start thinking about it. I'm like, well, if I take that money instead and put it here, I could you know, get the car like thing started. I might get a cheaper car offer now. And then I get real fixated on it, like, what if my car breaks down? And then you get that anxiety like something that was just floating in the back of your mind now becomes priority number one for no reason except that your brain's yeah, but your like your car hasn't broken down. No, now. I know, but try telling anxiety that, and that's the game I'm playing. Is no, we're not doing that. Calm down. But the brain's like, but what if? It's like shut up. <laughs> well, I think it's good that you're you have like a like a savings for it. Yes. Because then if your car does break down, you won't be like, oh crap, I actually need a new car now, right. and I don't have the money. At least now you'll have the money, and then you'd mm-hmm. be like, and now this. Payment is actually like needed. Yes. Like it's not just something, oh, I want this now, but you have it's, a car that's It's a perfectly... necessity. Yes. Yeah, 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 exactly. Which I feel like will probably make you feel better spending all the money mm-hmm. on a new car anyway. Right. If you absolutely need it. Exactly. So it's. It so su- tell your brain that. <laughs> it, it's interesting. I'm going to go, I'm just going to talk about everything I talked about in therapy, I guess, today. Because, <laughs> or I talked about in therapy on Monday, I should say. Uh, one of the things that. I have a problem with, and I just lost it. <laughs> That's the other ADD. thing we talk about, the ADD. It's nice having a therapist who has ADHD as well because she, she gets it. She understands yeah. and she knows how to pull me back. Um, 
But it's not only just the anxiety of just like it's telling my brain, don't worry about it. Like, don't freak out. It's okay. Just do what you got to do. But it's just a lot of talking my brain off the roof. It's not even like it's it's a good thing. She says to talk about like what goes on in your mind, like your brain as its own entity, because uh-huh. your brain does lie to you. Your brain is the one that's telling you you need to be anxious right now for no reason. You're, you oh, need to be depressed yeah. right now. Like your brain, because it's not it doesn't work at 100 percent. There's a few, you know, missing bolts or whatever you want to call it like that functions, makes it function differently. And you need help oh, like other outside tools, whether medication, therapy, whatever works and so a lot of my time is just sitting there telling my brain nope let's be logical about this does it work or does your brain talk to your other part of your brain back and it's like nope bitch we're being anxious right now some days are harder than other there's some days where it's like i'm just gonna be anxious my thing is like my when i feel anxious like i feel it more like in my stomach and my Mm -hmm. body than my like my Mm -hmm. brain might be like dude like chill like you're cool. You have nothing to actually like feel this way. But my stomach is like, nope, gonna feel like this anyway. <laughs> no, it's. Mm. And the way she has taught me to think about bad thoughts, and maybe this is helpful for you or helpful for anybody listening, is she full out, like I remember first day, she's like, I'm here to tell you that all those bad thoughts, like everyone wants to go to therapy to make the bad thoughts stop or go away. She's like, I'm gonna, I'm here to tell you that they will never go away. You will have bad thoughts forever. Like you have those little voice in your head that tells you either you're not good enough or this or that, whatever it may be. The point of therapy and the point of trying to get better isn't to make them stop. It's to not have them drive the car. You need to be in control. You need to be driving the car. They're going to still be talking. Just treat them like a backseat driver. Like, "Uh uh-huh. Okay, whatever. You're going to spew whatever idiot thing you want to say, brain. But I'm not going to listen to you. I'm still going to drive the car. I'm not going to. Can you shut them up? Can you duct tape them? Can you throw them out of the car? You learn to. They're always going to be. I mean, you're always going to have that bad thought like, oh, I'm not good enough or I'm not pretty enough or I'm not smart enough or whatever it is. You're going to have that negative talk in your head. Sometimes you'll feel really self like self uh, mode like or what's the word? Not self-conscious. The opposite of that. You're going to have high self-esteem. Oh, okay, okay. You're feeling really good about yourself and you may not have that voice pop up. And other days you're feeling real all kinds of crappy. And that voice is just going to be louder and louder. Mm. It's just about learning to ignore it. And I remember the point that I had lost is I learned something about myself recently. Oh, it's kind of weird. It's kind of it's going to sound it's going to sound kind of sad, but don't. It's Uh-oh. not a bad thing. <laughs> it's okay. not a bad thing. I'm just like, oh, okay. So that's how my brain reacts. I thought I was kind of going through another depressive like slump recently. Yeah, and I was just like and then all the bad thoughts are just like worse and worse. I'm like, "Oh my god, this is awful." blah blah blah. And then I realize, "Bitch, you didn't eat anything today." I forgot to eat. Oh. I don't get hangry. I and I realize I never really get angry when I'm hungry. I get real sad. You get irritated. I mean, you definitely like you get a headache and you get very like okay, I need to eat. I need to eat. Well, yeah, I do get a headache, but then that slumps, that turns into like like basically like a sad sloth like I can't move there's no point in moving like I get oh, all kinds weird. of depressed and I, I thought it was only when I was doing a diet I did a diet like one of those pyramid scheme diets for like a couple like a week or two and then I yeah. said screw it and I got my money back um, but because I was eating so little I was super depressed and I just thought it was because my mind was stuck on the idea of you're on diet 
Mm. I'm like, oh, you're depressed because you are, you put yourself on a diet. But then I realized I didn't do this on purpose, but my mind automatically goes to just being sad bee. I'm a sad little bee. That's so weird. Like I'll get irritated with a headache if people are, if I'm around a bunch of people and they're making the headache worse, then yeah, I'm going to get irritated. But I get more sad, especially if I'm by myself. And then nothing sounds good and you don't want to eat and it makes it worse. Did she tell you that or did you just I discovered it and we talked about it. So it was like maybe you also have like some like sadness around like not eating or like diets in, in or itself. Or just like you know food what I mean? in general. I don't know. So I, I think have there's to... way deeper than oh, that. Oh, yeah. No, I there is. I really think like being hungry makes you sad No, I know there's obviously something more to that because like what? that? How does that make sense? But – now that I know that that is what my reaction is, like I actually acknowledged it. I'm like, okay, next time it happens, like let's dig a little deeper. Well, if you get sad and then you realize you're hungry, is does making you happy eat be like if you think about eating something or eat something that you like, does that make you happy? Or even if you're like, okay, I'm hungry, I need, I'm gonna eat some celery and carrots and then I'll feel better, or would that the, not make you less the, sad? The problem is once I get to that point mentally, I'm also at that point physically where the idea of eating th- anything, you get nauseous. I don't know if you've ever done that where you've gone so long oh, without yeah. eating, you get kind of nauseous and everything sounds disgusting. Like, ugh, I can't eat that. That's just no. How long are you going without eating? Uh, let's see. I woke up at 6 a.m. Did I have cereal? I might have had cereal, and I didn't eat until, like, 6 in the afternoon. Oh, you could go that long without eating. If See, I'm, my if, body would just be like, yo, bitch, you're hungry. Eat something. Well, that's a part of the whole ADHD thing is sometimes you start hyper-focusing so much on whatever your task is that you're so, like, I have to finish this. Then you look at the clock, and it's been seven hours. So, and then you feel sad, and then do you eat something and then feel better? Do you, like, yeah, force like, yourself to I, eat, but I, it can be yeah. anything? I had to force myself. I'm like, what can you get down in your stomach that's going to make you the least queasy? Or if you're lucky and you're able to, like, go to sleep, then when you wake up and you eat something first thing, it you won't wake up in that mood. At least for me. But it's interesting. Yeah, it's like the strangest, weirdest. I've never heard of this in my life. Brains are weird, <laughs> right? I know. I was like, I don't think I've ever heard of anybody else doing something like this. Well, and then it's like with hangry, I mean, that makes sense. You're hungry, you get irritated, you get angry, but then mm-hmm. you eat right away and then you feel way better. It's not right. like you can't eat. Exactly. It's not like you're queasy or anything. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Oh, what I learned in therapy. I don't know if that's right or real. I don't know. No, like, well, like it's real because it's happening, Sarah. Like, it's happening to me. Is it? Well, I feel like a lot of people, like, I mean, I... if they go that long of periods of time not eating, then something, of course, is going to happen that they don't feel good because no, yeah. that's a long ass time to not eat, right? But there, so I, if I'm if I'm not focusing on anything, I will eat all day. Like the second I'm just like, oh, I feel a tiny bit hungry. I'm gonna eat something. Um, I feel the hunger, but when I'm my brain is just focused, I don't feel hungry until it's yeah. too late. I don't get that like, oh, I should probably eat something. Well, and I know like Adderall and stuff like makes you not hungry. Mm-hmm. Like, and you can hyper focus with or without Adderall, but you can't pick when you're gonna hyper focus. Yeah, but I know, like, if people yeah. are on that medication. Yeah. Like, oh, my, yeah. My boyfriend's on it, and a lot of times he's like, I never feel hungry at all Mm-mm. when I'm, like, at work because the medicine is just so kicked in and he's right. working, you know? Mm-hmm. And for me, like, I don't take it and I don't, you know, so I'm always, like, even when I'm working, like, I still get hungry. I don't right. even know how that works. <laughs> no, like, you, I honestly, like, and I, this does, like I was saying, like, it, it happens more when you are on that kind of medication, but even when I'm off of it, if I get into a groove... And, and I usually hyper-focus on the most dumb thing. For example, I'm cleaning my, I'm cleaning my office. 
let me organize all the pictures in this box. Is there any point to organize them? Is there is there a need to have these pictures organized? Like put them away in like a special box. I'm like, no, you can leave them in this box and you can get to it later. You're just going to organize the box on the shelf for now. That would what be any logical person would do. My brain's like, no, you need to organize these photos now. All Fish, of them. Maybe you need to be taking the Adderall. <laughs> right. Sometimes even with Adderall, you still get it. But you'll hyper-focus on something that doesn't quote-unquote matter but in that like, moment. But if you say like, okay, I'm going to clean the office, and then you take the Adderall, will you clean the office? Yeah, Adderall really, or so or will ADHD you medication just... helps a lot with starting a task. Because... So like it, you want to clean the office, mm-hmm. take the Adderall, you start cleaning the office. Mm-hmm. Would you get distracted by the picture frames? Or would yeah. you just continue to clean the office because that is your task uh, that you want to get done? It Honestly, it usually, because sometimes I can. I'm like, nope, just push. Just don't don't think about it. I can convince myself, like, look, this isn't top priority number one. Let's just move past it. But sometimes uh, the ADHD uh, monster is stronger. And you're like, oh, this is going to give me more reward. Basically, I, the, what I call it is I look for the, the dopamine treasure hunt. If I remember correctly, the phrasing for what dopamine means is that it's that chemical feeling. I'm going to butcher it. Let me look it up so I can explain it better. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to explain it correctly. Um, but do you have, you don't get like that, do you? What, distracted? Uh-huh. Like, like if I have to finish something? Like, then... Yeah. No. no, no really? No, no, no. I, like surprisingly, like... I don't pay attention well. Like, I didn't pay attention well in school and stuff because I had absolutely no interest about what they were talking about. Mm -hmm. But if I'm like, okay, I'm going to go organize my closet, I will organize my closet. I won't go like, oh, wait, I need to put laundry in first. Oh, I need to organize my jewelry. Oh, I need to. Mm -hmm. No, I need to organize. Like, that's what I said I'm going to do and I'm Mm going to do it. So let me do it. Um, So basically... For ADHD, there is, like they've recently within the last few years or within the last 10, 15 years even, they've, I don't know when it happened. They now basically ADD and ADHD are the same thing. Oh, it's, really? Yeah. It's not one or the other. One's and, not like the hyper one? No. Here's the thing. With ADHD, there's many forms of ADHD. And so it's like saying, oh, well, you don't look like you have this illness. It's like, okay, well, there's different ways illnesses affect you. Like some people have a thyroid condition. It's like, oh, you don't look like you have a thyroid condition. It's like, well, mine makes me lose weight or mine makes me gain weight. That sort of thing. Some people, um, they can't focus at all. Some people have, uh, there's a lot of different things that I'm learning that I thought were just flaws within myself. And I realized, no, it's part of this. Because so do they call it ADD or do they call everything ADHD? Now? ADHD now. It's just easier. So no one, it's not ADD for anyone? I mean, some people might still say it that way just because that's what people are used to. But from what I've read and understand, it's just ADHD. Oh, um, that's new. So there's different, like, um, what's it called? Like, I'm forgetting all of them. When it comes to, like, time perception, some people are really bad at, like, figuring out. Like, that's how you'll end up working for, like, seven or eight hours and thinking it's only been 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, just because you're so into it and your brain just forgets that time exists. Or there's something called object permanence that unless you see the object, it doesn't exist. So you don't even remember you own it or something. For me, oh. for me, uh, object permanence, it's more of a let's and people people always say, why don't you write notes or sticky notes? Put them on your door. It's like but my for me, it becomes so permanent. It kind of blends into the background now. Oh, yeah, it becomes like a part of your room. Right. So I stop noticing it, even though it's there. It just kind of blends in. So I have a hard time. So I either have to specifically put it in a spot 
like if it's going to be there for a little bit, like, oh, next week you're going to be doing this. Don't forget to do this. I have to try to remember to move it around so it's new to me. Okay. Um, and people say, why don't you use your phone? I'm like, because I will look at the notification. And if I'm somewhere where I can't do the thing, I swipe up on the notification and forget about it. So when it comes to ADHD, much like autism, people don't really know what causes it, right? However, some researchers have looked in at, they looked at neurotransmitter called dopamine as a possible contributor to ADHD. And dopamine basically allows us to regulate emotional responses and take action to achieve specific rewards. It's responsible for feeling pleasure, the feelings of pleasure and reward. So scientists observed that levels of dopamine are different in people with ADHD than those with, um, without it. Some researchers believe this difference is because neurons in the brain and nervous system of people with unmedicated ADHD have lower concentrations of proteins called dopamine transporters. So the concentration of these proteins is known as dopamine transporter density. So lower levels of D- DTD may, ri- may be a risk factor for ADHD, and just because someone has low levels of DTD doesn't mean they have ADHD, but they think it makes sense. So basically, because we have um, less, um, less of these proteins that help transport the dopamine uh, or just have the dopamine, uh, we have a hard time feeling pleasure and reward. So we basically need instant, at least for me, I need more instant gratification And that's why I start so many projects at once. Like, I never fully finish it, whether it's something as simple as cleaning my room or working on, like, my arts and crafts projects. Uh, I always, and that's one of the things I talk to my therapist, talk to my doctor, and that's when I decided to get on ADHD medication is because I got so tired of doing everything 20% of the way through. Oh, like you'd start a bunch of things and, then and like, never finish. Would starting them give you that like dopamine? Would that right. give you like the... So that was giving oh, me like, something. yeah. So like, once I get it, um, I start something. I'm like, heck yeah, the reward's going to be so amazing. I'm going to finish this picture. My room's going to look so great. It's going to be clean or I'm going to do this, whatever it is, right? Um, but once it starts taking, quote unquote, too long, and I can't give you an exact time. is If it's too long a day, too long a half hour, I don't know. It just depends on what it is, whatever my brain decides whatever shenanigans it wants to do that day. And that's why I leave so many things behind is because I'm not getting that feeling of reward. So do you think you would get it if you completed it or do you just get it enough starting it even like not no like I mean up? I'm not getting enough because I didn't complete it. And then I end up feeling worse because it's like, cool, now I have this mess of this project I started. Oh. I have all these papers here and I made it worse and I haven't started. So I now feel drive me crazy. Exactly. So now I have I feel worse because there's another thing I have to do now and I didn't even get the reward for it. Yeah. And so that's where it can lead, at least for me. And I don't want to talk for everybody, but I kind of want to share my experience is where it can lead to more depression because I will look at a task and I'm like, I really want to do that. It's so easy. It'll take me five minutes to do the thing. But what if it doesn't take me five minutes? What if it takes me? two days or a month because Is that after you've started something no i'm talking about before about? thinking about starting something okay like but what if that takes me two months to actually finish because i start do like an hour's worth of work and then don't finish and then i feel guilty because i hadn't finished so i don't even bother starting things that i love mm. or want to do 
So he, how has the medication helped? How have you been able to start things and actually finish them now? A lot, a lot quicker. It, it motivates me to start things that normally, as of late, I would have said, no, I don't want to start it, which makes me even more depressed. Um, it helps me start and it does help me get through it. Uh, I do have my flow and I and I'm learning that about myself is if somebody breaks my flow or if I break my flow, if I do something else, like I was clearing out the garage the other day and I like this is one of those where I forget to eat or I know I need to eat. It's like if I stop to eat right now, I'm not going to finish. So I need to power through. There is no breaks. There's no we'll go somewhere and come back to it. There is no I need to finish your flow. Uh huh. You if my flow is broken or if someone's like talking over like, hey, we're planning something, we're doing a thing, and someone's trying to be silly or funny, I'm like, you are breaking my concentration, and I'm about to murder you. Like, yeah, it is yeah. that intense. Like, I will, I've cr- almost cried because somebody was breaking my flow because they were trying to be silly, and I'm like, oh can my. you? And this is before I got on medication, mind you. So to have a flow when you're not medicated, sometimes it's so. Sp- sporadic and so rare that when you do get it it feels so good so when you're medicated and you have a flow can you stop that flow and then come back to it it's or still no I I, it's I'm a little bit more motivated to try to come back to it but it's it's hard it's so much harder it's not like let's do this it's does your mind just like not want to finish it? Does your mind just get bored of it? Does your mind yeah. not care if the room's clean or the desk is put together or whatever anymore? It's a little like, bit of everything. It's uh, of all those things. It's like, I really want that dopamine, but it's not going to get here soon enough. Let me do something else. Let me start a new project. Basically, it's like, it's like dopamine's the drug I'm trying to get. And, I'm, and I have to do all these steps to get that high. But it's taking too long. And then I'm like, well, maybe if I do this other thing, I can get higher quicker, if you will. God, that's so exhausting. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to my mind. That's why you're always doing something with your house. Like, or building something yeah. or cleaning or And honestly, or... It's, 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 it's to keep me sane. And I was thinking about it the other day. Chasing like, that high, man. Chasing yeah. that high. Well, like, At least it's a healthy high. Right. Uh, and I have a good communication with my therapist, good communication with my doctor. So it's, we've all kind of figured out what works for me. And I was thinking about that the other day, like uh, that we had talked about this before, like with my house projects, you're like, oh, that's crazy. You're never going to stop. You're kind of nuts for that. And I realized like, this is what keeps me sane is doing these things. It keeps my mind going and, you know, sometimes staying away from the bad thoughts and kind of getting excited for these things and knowing that I have the tools now between therapy and medication to be able to achieve these goals or these projects. So do you think you'll eventually be able to achieve like, because I mean, life just happens, like your flows are going to get messed up, whether you want them to or not, you know, like, do you think you'll eventually be able to like, get back into whatever project you were doing if your flows messed up and like be okay or be better about it or be able to complete the project? It's gotten better for sure. Uh, I mean, some days you're just going to not be okay, like not as okay emotionally. So sometimes it'll, I might cry, but. I haven't really had a moment like that in a long time, so I'm not too worried about it. I, I'm being very, like, I'm observing myself. I'm being very, like, okay, how Aware. am I feeling now? I'm kind of, like, trying to figure it out, so I'm better prepared. I'm like, why am I feeling like this? What is going on? Is this really, you know, the appropriate response to this? Let's just kind of get going. Um, I don't know. Like, one of the things when I told my dad that I was going to be on antidepressants or even on my ADHD medication, he's like, there's some people that have to take that the rest of their lives. Uh-huh. It's like you're, you're going to be stuck on that for the rest of your life. Like what if 
like, do you really want to do that to yourself? I'm like, yeah. Cause yeah, I, I, I want to help. I mean, it's unfortunate. Like if I had a heart problem, like, are you really going to be on that medication for the rest of your life? Do you really think you should start that? It's like, yes. You yeah. wouldn't say that to somebody that has like a chronic physical ailment. So, well, so I feel like the, I mean, I feel like I understand your dad in the sense of like the side effects might be a thing. I don't know if there are with ADHD. I know there is for sure with depression medication mm-hmm. and the side effects can be, can be gnarly. Yeah. And, and if it's something that like you're on all the time, like a part of you might just be numb. Cause I was, I tried to be on mm-hmm. them like years back and it completely changed me. So I understand that there's mm-hmm. is concern there and I don't know if there is side effects for ADHD or I, that I, kind of medication. I mean, there, there are, there's side effects for every kind of medication. Um, and the problem and that I feel bad for a lot of people that get discouraged from trying medication. So there's a couple things. Like I was always, I never wanted to get on any, any kind of medication. Cause I saw what certain medications do to certain people. And there's people that complain that, you know, medicine is a crapshoot. Like, they don't even know what their diet, like, this medicine might not even work for you. Why are you going to try? It's like, because I have to try. Yeah, obviously, doing nothing isn't working. Right. So here's the thing. Like, I've been on medication that didn't do it for me. Like, it was messing me up. Like, and that's why I kind of gave up drinking for a while because I tried drinking on certain medications and it messed me up. And you got to see that. She uh, got wild, guys. I got, got, I got all kinds of like, I felt like it was an out-of-body experience. It was so messed up. So I gave up drinking for a little bit to kind of figure myself out, figure out who I was on this medication. Um, and so it's a lot of people also argue like, well, what if it's like you're not going to be you anymore? I'm like, well, that's not to sound bad or anything, but that's kind of the point. Because yeah, there's or a, be an improved version of you. Be a better version of myself. Because yeah, you don't want like you to go away. But. I mean, if you're numb and just kind of, that's not the right medication for you and they need to change it. Like that's yeah. when you go to your doctor, it's like, this isn't working, let's try something else. And it's, it's a battle because it's not easy and it's not fun. And unfortunately, living in the United States, it's not cheap. Mm-hmm. You have to pay for those doctor's visits or your copay or whatever. And it's it's time consuming and it's, with like for for example my antidepressant medication like for the first two weeks it made me so nauseous it hurt my stomach it was not fun but then it was after those two weeks then I was fine if I'm ever were to get off of it I have to wean myself off of it because it'll just mess me up yeah well Um, and you've been on your ADHD and depression for a while now right yeah the antidepressants I want to say like three years now Wow. And AD, ADHD. ADHD, maybe about a year now, year and a half. And has your dad like noticed anything or said anything or no. noticed a difference? Yeah, no, they so haven't it really. It hasn't. And it's I've been lucky that I've had a really awesome team, like when it comes to medical professionals to help me. And I found the combination that works for me. When I notice that, you know what, maybe this isn't working anymore. I go back and I'm like, you know what, this is what's going on. I, I don't want to overanalyze, but I'm noticing it, it's like it's this or this and Figuring it out, they're like, okay, let's change the plan. Let's try a little bit more of this, or let's take this away and add this. It's, it's like cooking. Yeah, you know? they've been very helpful. It's been very helpful, and I feel bad for people who don't have those types of doctors because not every doctor. So back when we were kids, they back gave, in the day, back in the day, they gave they gave out Adderall and Rit- Ritalin like candy. Like they're like every kid has ADHD, just give it to them. Oh, dang. I wasn't part of those groups. No. But, well, but I like, wish it, I was. I could sell it for money now. <laughs> we do not uh, recommend or condone that kind of behavior. Oh, uh, yes. No, 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 no. Don't do that. But the thing is, it's they saw kids that were hyper and just being kids, and they gave them this medication because they said you have ADHD. 
and that's not accurate. Like they're just kids. Some mm. kids genuinely some need kids, it. Some kids, I feel like, might actually need it. Well, there are some kids who need it. And there are other options, too. You don't have to jump to medication right away if you're not feeling comfortable with it. There's, um, That's what all the fidget toys are really for. It's yeah, like, to keep them focused. To keep them focused. Like, you need to, like, all, like uh, there's this uh, teacher on TikTok. And I saw a compilation video on Facebook about him, like how he speaks to his students. And one, like whether one student, like, he... Like how like you're he's pretending you're the student the person watching it's like hey you're like oh wait you didn't have lunch or you didn't have breakfast this morning oh you didn't have dinner it's like you didn't have any food it's like here have food over here so he explains he talks to a kid who he notices has ADHD he's like hey you you feel like you got the wiggles like you just gotta let the wiggles out and he gave him a bunch of options to do to kind of he calls it the wiggles like you have like that a bunch like, of energy. energy yeah he calls it like the wiggles and that's exactly how I like to explain it it's like sometimes you need to grab something. So what just, were his options to get rid of the wiggles? Uh, so in his classroom, he has like a bunch of fidget toys. Like they have the poppers, like the little pulleys. There's so many kinds of fidget hand toys now. Yeah. Um, there's also, he had a desk that had like the cycle, the the like the bicycle. Oh. And so you sit on that and because you're cycling, you're able to like let the quote unquote wiggles out that way. Yeah. Dang, he and sounds I, like a good teacher. Oh, yeah. And he's cute, too, so that didn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you watched him. That's like the only Well, like, I saw that. I'm like, oh, you're pretty. And then he starts doing his video. I'm like, oh, he's a phenomenal teacher. And even the way he talks about, like, quote-unquote disciplining kids, he's like, hey, we're not going to have this attitude in here. We're going to talk afterwards. And, like, how he goes back into the class and able to talk to the other students. It was very enlightening. Wow. So... I'm sorry this turned into an episode of, like, me just kind of explaining a ADHD. A therapy session with Vicky A therapy B. session. But I'm hoping that, like, this information, at least my side of the story, helps people feel a little less awkward or a little less isolated, perhaps, if you're feeling yeah. these things. Uh, like, definitely go talk to somebody if you're feeling like you got all these things going on. And I wish I would have figured it out sooner because now that I know all the things I know, I look at my dad and I think, oh, my God, you have ADHD. Oh, girl, when I met you, I knew you had ADHD. No, my dad. No, No, I I... know, but even you, I met you way longer than Mm -hmm. three years ago. Yeah. Like, the moment I'm like, this bitch has ADHD. I didn't know you didn't know till like, recently. I was like, anyone meeting you could tell you. Here's the thing. I've always kind of knew, but everyone, there was this fad where everyone wanted to self-diagnose themselves. Like, I have OCD. It's like, no, bitch. Oh, yeah. You just like a clean house. That doesn't make you OCD. OCD is a real thing. Like, I've seen my friends with their ticks and they're like I have a friend who's legit OCD she would sit stand in her kitchen and she would touch all her drawers and make sure all the drawers in her kitchen and cabinets were closed mm. and then she would do it again just making sure they were closed like yeah. she would just stand there and look at them and like are they really closed I can't tell and so she would make sure they were all closed it's like it takes over your life so I don't want to be one of those people like I have ADHD ha 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 like I'm hyper I'm goofy and I just didn't want to be one of those people to self-diagnose and possibly you know no I mean it's, it's, I think you've probably had ADHD for way long. Oh, I've had it, I think, since I was a little kid. Yeah. Um, but I just was one of those kids that never got diagnosed. They, cause, and that's the other problem with ADHD, especially kids. Um, and that's what I love about now that I'm an adult and I'm seeing other adults now take charge of their ADHD. When they have kids with ADHD, they know the proper terminology, the proper support, and the proper well, methods. Well, they know, like, the signs, too. Right. And there's so many different types of ADHD. Uh, there's different versions, and not everybody looks the same who has ADHD. But you think your dad has it, now I, that you see him. Because we'll we him. we do a lot of the same things. Oh. Have you ever told him? Have yeah. you ever been like, yo? 
I want him to get on, like, try medication, but he's on, like, heart medication, high cholesterol medication, so he's like, I don't want to mess with it, so whatevs. Um, but I can tell. <laughs> whatevs, Dad. Be distracted. <laughs> um, but I... It's, it, it, it's funny, like, I'm able to now take a step back and be like, okay, so this is what I really am. And you kind of, you also get one of the reasons, oh, I remember what I was going to say. Um, when you're a kid, if you don't get labeled as ADHD, you're just called lazy or, you know, a daydreamer or you're not working hard wild. enough. You're just kind of nuts. You're wild. You're too, too annoying. You know, whatever it is, like you're too self-centered because that's the thing, too, with the people complain, like, oh, why is it that when someone shares a story, you have to share a story about yourself? And it's like, no, you understand. Like, I'm trying to show you that I'm listening to you and that I want to bond. Oh, wait, you've been hiking at that place? Oh, I went there once, Did like this and this. I'm not saying it because I want to take the attention away from you. I'm saying it because in my head, I'm like, I made a connection in my head. Let me tell you the connection before I forget, one. And two, to show, like, hey, this is a connection oh, to show that I'm listening. I never knew that was. I'm something. not. Tr I'm not trying to one up you. I, um, and so I've tried really, really hard to not do that because some mm. people don't like it or don't understand it. Luckily, I've had this conversation with my best friend. She's like, I know. I, I know why you do things. I'm not upset. I by never it. Like, knew that. Yeah. So, I know you hate silence, though. I know oh, yeah. that. <laughs> I hate silence because then I'm alone with my thoughts and they're scary. Uh <laughs> oh, see, I didn't know that. I was just yeah. like, you just don't like quiet because then I'm in my head and it's. A lot. <laughs> if you couldn't <laughs> tell from my rambling the last 30 minutes. Uh, but when I try not to say anything the way my therapist explained it. So let's say you're telling me a story about something. I'm really trying not to interrupt you. I would like okay. to maybe add a piece to it or have a real, like a thought. It has, maybe has nothing to do with what you're saying. But my brain's like, oh, you're talking about vegetarian food. Oh, I need to tell you about this, you know, animal I saw. Oh. Right? It has nothing to do with it. So you don't want to interject and interrupt someone else's story because that's rude. Yeah. Um, so you're sitting here and it's so hard because you're like, okay, now I need to focus on what you're saying because I want to listen to you. But it feels like you're holding like a really heavy ball behind your back with one hand. You are? It's, yes. So imagine like I have a ball in my hand and I'm holding it behind my back. I'm like we're not ready to introduce this yet because I'm trying to focus on you, but it's getting heavy. And I'm trying not to focus on how heavy it is. Cause I but I also don't want to forget what I'm about to say. Okay. But I'm also trying to focus on you. Okay. So I'm like, I'm trying to hold the conversation. So I have another ball over here. I'm like, focus on the conversation so I can bring it together. And like, once it's my time to talk, then I can talk. Is the ball still about the, the animal or is it's, it it's about the, to do with vegetarian food? No, it's whatever idea sparked from what you're saying, whatever it is that oh. I thought of, my, my thought or whatever I want to say is this, but I for, I'll forget it. It could still be totally from left field though. Exactly. Oh, so I'm you'll still say it. I'm still saying it, but I don't want to interrupt you. Got it. Because a lot okay. of us will be like, oh, my God, that did you see the, the oh, you like vegetarian food? Did you see that one show where that vegetarian dude was on this dude with the animals? Or, it makes no sense. Like, what the, <laughs> what the freak are you talking about? So you I, wait for my story, and then you're like, oh, by the way. Right. But it's also like, I don't, I, I make it, I know it's, it's kind of confusing. I don't want to just sit here and be like, I'm not going to listen to you because I don't want to forget what I'm saying. So now what you're saying is irrelevant. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to yeah. not listen to you because I want to listen to you because I love you. You're my friend. So and if what you, you say is important. And then something else sparks something. Then do you have two thoughts that you want to say, or then you're like, yeah, drop they, the animal thing. Now I have a different one. Sometimes, uh, sometimes they compete with each other, and I'm like, try to remember both. Oh remember both God. points. This is exhausting. <laughs> now you know what it's <laughs> like to be me. This is exhausting.
interesting. I would just be like, I'm not going to say anything. Drop the thoughts. Don't even think. I'm going to pretend I'm listening to you, but I'm just going to shut up. And it's like this weird, like, need. The the dopamine, I think, for that is I want to complete a thing. I want to feel like I'm included. I want to feel like I'm a part of this conversation contributing that, like, oh, maybe what I said was going to be funny. And then people are going to laugh. And that's going to be my payoff, you know? Oh, Lord. I know. So, like, it's just about it's chasing the high of dopamine, trying to get that dopamine hit. Jesus. Is Um, there, like, a different way to get this dopamine? (laughs) Because this sounds like a lot of work. And that's one of the things my a friend of mine pointed out. She also has ADHD, and she said, think about this. Look at everything that you have accomplished in your life. Like if you're a person with ADHD or even depression or anxiety or any other kind of neuro, you know, diverse disorder or whatever, you've made it this far, and you have done A, B, and C. Look at all the things that you are proud of. You did that while playing your life on hard mode. It's like playing a video game on hard mode. You've been fighting this battle your entire life with one hand tied behind your back. And so once you have access to the available, you know, therapy and tools like medication and all that, imagine what you could do. And that's Dang. and that also sends a lot of people in a depression, unfortunately. And mm. that's what it was for me the first time I took medication. I cried because I was like, is this what other, how other people feel all the time? Yeah. It's not chaos constantly. Like you learn, no. you learn to kind of adjust to it. You learn this is my normal. Like it's just it going crazy. Um, so I'm like, wow, everything's a lot quieter. Yeah, you're like, damn, I'm jealous. It's like you kind of you're like, I could have been like this my entire life, or what's wrong with me that my my brain couldn't do this normally by itself? So there is that like moment where you could fall into a depression or feel really bad because of it but it's again trying to you know put those bad thoughts in the back seat while you're driving mm. and just just kind of keep moving forward yeah keep on going and it's like in it'll get easier especially once you got the tools in hand yeah and once you know how to use them and just gotta and work at it it's not non-stop <laughs> but I would rather go great. This is going to be your entire life. But I, I would rather I would rather this be my entire life. This nonstop than the nonstop insanity that is in my brain normally. Yeah, the other yeah, stuff. That's true. Um, but if you guys have anything to add, whether for any of this, I don't yeah, want any t- helpful tools or you know what maybe you have something you? else going on in your mind, not ADHD or not depression, but something else. Yeah, like but also the- like. Uh, I think it's there's it's a thing called neurotypical and neurodiverse. Neurotypical are what's like quote unquote normal brains. Okay. Neurodiverse would be like a brain like mine, ADHD, somebody who has autism, perhaps somebody who has something else going on, right? Yeah. So anybody who has like a neurodiverse brain, please chime in. Send us a message, Instagram, email. You can send us a text. Uh, I really would love to hear any tools or what you're working through, or even if you haven't really found what you're looking for exactly, or you need a little like motivation or support, hit us up. Hell yeah. I, like, and like I said, I didn't mean for this to kind of come out this way, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you got to get deep. Okay. Uh, it's quick. Let's, let's add a sex joke in there. You said deep. Huh? <laughs> I don't know. That's what we all said. Uh, uh, but no, yeah, definitely uh, hit us up and we love you all. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.